0: If I can leave this place with a smile on my face, I'm gonna give up everything just to make you happy. I'm ready It's a dangerous so. love affair Can't be scared when it down Got a
1: problem, tell me so. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who to so. this town tonight yeah. on. So. To
2: go around this town tonight yeah. So.
3: Yeah. Yo, 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 yo It's JP on the FWN Podcast Fight with me The Diary of Strong Black People Back in the rabbit hole again, and we're going to do something different once again. I got your boy, Edward Fox, in the building. And actually, he is by himself this time. And me and, uh, Edward, we gonna, we gonna give the people some, uh, definitely some good dialogue today, man. And, uh, we've been sitting here in the rabbit hole, picking each other brains, man. He's been giving me a, a lot of jewels, man. And, um, he's got me warmed up. So I'm gonna let him go ahead and give what he got to you guys, man. And this time, man, it's gonna get some dialogue going on. So let the people know, man, Edward. Hey y'all
1: my name is Edward Fox I'm so very thankful <clears throat> To be here with y'all today And Me and Justin have been here Talking about multiple things We've been here sitting here for like over an hour Just speaking about some things that we've been seeing In the world, some things going on Some mindset stuff And my first thing One of the first things I asked him it's something I something I brought From hours ago I went to the salon earlier than I went because I have clients at a salon. Salon Saray here in Savannah. I have clients there. And then I went to get my hair cut at Studio 4 right next to Salon Saray. And like one of my clients actually owns Studio 4, which is the client that I had this conversation with earlier. I said, like I was just sitting in the salon. Salons and barbershops are one of the best places that you can go ask questions and really get somebody to give you something, um, a new perspective. I said, do y'all think... That people that go to church should make more money, and I got some mixed, some mixed, um, some mixed reception on that question. And one of the things that my client, one of my clients said, the person that owns this, the um, barbershop Studio Four, she said, "I'm going to church for salvation, not to get a bigger house." I like that she said that. I'm I'm glad. I'm cool with what she said. But I bring this question here to Justin this evening to see what he has to say about it. And this is also something that I think that y'all should hear us talk about. And then, my God, what else? What else you got in mind to talk about?
3: Pretty much, man. We 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 gonna be on that for a good little minute, man. And we gonna definitely stick on that, man, because when you came with me with that, I want to know more about. Um, what what was the discussion and mm-hmm. um i'm gonna bounce some stuff off of you on, on that one but on my my perspective um me personally just growing up in a christian-based religion it was one of those things of it was for salvation mm-hmm. personally um but the thing about it is coming up into the mega church realm as in, I think we started in Savannah. We started seeing the mega church part when we started looking at Ricky Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started, but I, I think the the first thing was we thought was just so big was the house of Pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, then we started seeing the Ricky Temple thing, but the, Salvation part, um, just going to for the spiritual fool. And when we're young, you don't understand pretty much. You just see what you what, 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 your, what your older folks give you. Mm-hmm. And going to church, Bible study, well, but for the kids, Sunday it school. wasn't Bible study at mm-hmm. Sunday school. Um, I had some people went to vacation Bible school. I've never mm-hmm. attended vacation Bible in school. Leadership. Mm-hmm. And um, but I know one thing, every kid is sung in the choir. Yeah, Sunday quiet. You Ross may not have song. a a song. You know, You at least you better be mild in the song. Mm-hmm. But you in that quiet. Yeah. You, you know, you Sunday, you in that quiet. Um, me personally, I never paid attention to the pastor's money when I was younger.
1: That's one thing I always observed. My pastor, when I was a child, he had a Rolls Royce. Mm. And that's where I realized I wanted a Rolls Royce. From your pastor? Yeah. And one thing I told somebody the other day, I'm like, yo, all these people in these churches, if you're in Savannah, you've probably been to a party. And one of the parties you've been to, whether it be college or outside of college, you know, Savannah State parties, and things like that, you've probably met Ben Adams. So one of the things that I learned from Ben Adams is one of his opinions that he gave me years ago while I was still in college. This might have been six, five, six, seven years ago. But he said that on graduation day, you're in a room full of like 400 other people that just graduated. Why don't y'all start a business together instead of y'all all going separate ways and trying to get jobs? Hmm. And I thought that that was so smart because let's think about the facts. Stanford has the most amount of Graduates that started businesses that Became what are called unicorns Mm. If you think the Unicorn thing means that your company is Valued at over a billion dollars So It's totally fucking facts For you and 400 other Graduates to be in a room and let's say Let's come together And create something For this class Let's let's say SSU 2022 Everybody that's in business Management like people work together on a pitch deck and they say, which industry do we want to attack? Like which industry? What's the um, compound annual growth rate? Um, What's the total addressable market size? What's the serviceable uh, adjusted market size? Like what do we want to sell services? Do we want to sell products? What's our go to market strategy? Shit, everybody that was in the JMA program, they can do our they can do our videos, our production, our marketing, and things like that. Um, come up to content creation. Everybody that's in um, biology, they can you know they can come up with something that might be on the biological tip. The social work people can let us know how we can better create products that really serve people's needs, and we can just these four hundred people can come up with something that's fucking brilliant, amazing that's making millions of dollars from year 3 but that's not happening and i'm i'm I I, I I want you to give me why you think it's not happening and then i want to
3: tell you why i think it's not happening i really believe it's not happening because everybody want to be a chief but nobody want to come to terms that there's a lot of you and a lot of people that And not seeing you, but Mm -hmm. when you look within that group of people, looking within Mm themselves, be honest with themselves, uh, a lot of them are prone to be just workers. Exactly. And nobody wants to come to terms with playing a role. Mm -hmm. And but everybody. The the world says business owner, business owner, business owner, business mm-hmm. owner, and everybody gotta feel like they have workers up under them. Yeah, I'm and not so sure. four hundred people. You saying four hundred people, right?
1: College graduates—they all got forty thousand that They need to be working on something. Exactly,
3: but who who is going to start to say, "I, right, we want you to be in charge of that," right? Mm-hmm. But. Instead of just saying, "Okay, you're in charge of this part, Mm -hmm. you're in charge of this part, you're in charge of this part. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of just saying that everybody wants to just know who's in charge of it all. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to just quote unquote feel like they're bowing down. There's somebody's somebody is their boss because they all came in together. They know each other from mm-hmm. freshman year, or from the time that the friendship started. You being associates that y'all started together, y'all know each other's secrets, y'all know each other's okay. ins and outs, and then y'all the same age too. Y'all the same age, so what makes you more than me or better than me to think that I gotta listen to you? And that's the problem. That's a dumbass problem. Yeah. The, and it, My it, it is. was in his
1: twenties when he came up with Facebook. Because he also created other things before that, though, because people gotta think about it: who's created something already? That means who got the experience. But I'm saying, like, who's already been doing something? Who has a track record? And almost like you know, when you're in college, they want you to get internships with these businesses. And I feel that, but the thing is, if you' in a hub of three thousand people, there need to be some service that you sell into these other students. One thing I was doing is I was doing people's work for them. I was taking exams, doing essays with people and so stuff like that, getting paid $50, $60, stuff like that. Like, and I was honestly, on most occasions, I was like, yo, everybody, if we all in the computer lab together taking this exam and the professor not in here, I'm like, hey, y'all, you know, I know the the answer, the, the questions are going to be different on each of our tests because they try to randomize it. But for the question that says, which continent is so-and-so on the answer is this. Everybody, oh, good looking, out, bro, good looking. I had a dude, one of my homies named Keith. He worked at a um a movie theater, and from that point on, spring twenty sixteen, he let me come in the movie theater for free every time because I helped him pass that class. And I've had people in multiple occasions thanking me for what I did for them in college. I'm just, I my whole thought process around it was like. Not only am I gonna study for myself, but I'm gonna study and give my niggas the answer so we all pass. Everybody don't think that way because, because it's not just about me.
3: And then also, it it does also do create a sense of laziness from some people too because they know you're gonna be there. But okay, mm-hmm. you're getting paid sixty dollars, seventy dollars for somebody mm-hmm. to get tested, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I right, we're already broke. Right? We're all right, we are broke as a fuck. It was refund s- Exactly. <laughs> that shit gonna run out eventually, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have $60 to pay that shit no more. But what do you have that can benefit me that you can give me for me to take your test, right? <laughs> kind of like that's the bar to Is right? right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's. all yeah. Exactly. That is just the border system without saying that. Mm-hmm. If we live like that, bruh, like what do you have mm-hmm. that you need, I need something from you too. What how but people want to think that it's not, if it's not equal value, it's not worth it. We're so worried about the equal value of give and take that stops us from moving like that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, bruh, there's no fucking way mm-hmm. that you getting in the movie theater free. For you taking a test, it's equal value. But at the end of the day, it's something that you cool with. I like, go give it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Okay, bet. You gonna give me in the movie? That it up. So I got you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so many things we can be doing for each other. Mm-hmm. If we stop looking at the value of what it is that we doing, or trying them. to
1: quantify it, exactly, Cause everything is quantifiable. Because let's think about this though. If I, I, how I'm thinking about it is if we're if we're taking four or five classes a semester our tuition is around twenty seven dollars if you're an in-state tuition. And we're not even counting books and stuff like that, right? So we're taking five different classes. Let's just say you're at, let's just round it and say $500 a class. We all paying $500 for this one class, right? Let's say it's all uh we have 16 classes. I don't even want to plug my calculator, but we keep all paying 70 something dollars a class for our professor to show up. And I, I remember one is this, this one time, this this one professor, Miss Gross, she didn't get there at the time I wanted her to be there. So I'm like, yo, um, this class was $96. I need a refund because you were late. I said that. I failed her class. <laughs> so uh, and it's not just because. You know, just because I said that, but it's because I was not adequate at writing essays at that point, because nothing about me is I dropped out of high school and I went straight to college. Everything else I was good at besides writing essays and algebra. I mean, and and the thing is, do we need that? I know the essay part we need, because we write in marketing plans and things like that, executive summaries. But outside of that, like, shoot, we we were all good at doggone showing our emotional and texting somebody long text message because like, this us about just three paragraphs. That's that's easy. You can speak three paragraphs in a minute almost. I mean, I said I know I be doing it sometimes. But the thing is, staying on one topic, especially a topic that none of us like. We 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 reading about Paolo Freire and all this other stuff that who who fucking cares. When it's not interesting, that's when you're gonna have less attention and less effort put towards it. So that was one reason I might have felt. When we come to trying to quantify what a person can and should do for us, I feel like just doing things that I love is just a good enough reason to do it because I remember one of the first times an older lady at church paid me to do something. Like I remember this one woman asked me to take a bag to her car. And I took it and she put out her purse and gave me a dollar.
2: I was like, what? I
1: was going to do that anyway. Like, what? A dollar? And I just thought that was so cool. And that was the day I got turned out. I want to make some more money. You
3: became a good D whore. You became a good so <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: D whore. And I, I realized that was awesome. It's like the things that I was going to do anyway because I was taught to help people. He will pay you for that. It's called a service. Then there was this other lady, Miss Gardner. I love Miss Gardner so much. She told me that if you go to Sunday school, you'll live for a long time. Miss Gardner used to give me a dollar every time I went to Sunday school. And that might only happen like, a few case, few occasions, but that just got me programmed that what I was already going to do, I can now get paid for because of the person I'm doing it for. So that's what sometimes I tell people, like I don't believe in hard work. I want to get paid to do stuff that I already enjoy doing, things I'm already going to do. So like a podcast, man, you've been talking for over an hour before you even turn the mics on. What I'm saying we just continue the conversation and doggone There's other things. Uh, a few back in Saturday, this past Saturday, I did uh, a class with one of my one of my she's, she's a family friend. She's treated like family, but she's also a client of mine. Her name is Dominique. We did a business one-on-one class. I was speaking about marketing and people had questions and I was standing up teaching, you know, giving people answers on what they looking to do, grow their business, make more money, get more customers, better serve their customers. I was, I didn't know I was going to use my Saturday for that. I thought I was like, going to be chilling in the bed just at, at at relax mode. But she called me and like, hey, you know, can you take pictures of me at this class? Can you help me out? And, so, so, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I got you. We're going to set up the Zoom and yeah, I'm I'm going to be here. And you know, she was like, but I need you to be, uh, and I was like, like, hold on, you need me to be there?
3: Be present. She
1: was like, yeah, we well, you thought you were going to take pictures of me through the through the screen. I was like, oh, I right, well, all right, I got you. So that's how ended up three o'clock. I was at her shop teaching these young ladies how to grow their business. And the thing is, that stuff is so second nature to me because for the past five years I've been studying marketing and advertising because one of my um one of my mentors Todd Lopez he was running ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and all that I just kept watching his ads and the thing is he had women on his ads and he had cars and stuff like that and that that's not gonna get me that never got me but it's his dog on videos his ads showing him sitting in these damn libraries Like uh, he got 200 books behind him in a big library like in his house I'm like yo. I want that, and it's not to be funny. But he has some some women in these ads that I, I wouldn't say I might have been celibate at the time when I. Nah, I wasn't celibate. I was celibate at the time when I was seeing those ads. But it's just like oh, European women. Yeah, I didn't say that. I know. I was dancing around it, but those women. Well, we gotta are, make sure. That, you know, you
2: like
3: what you like. You know he, what I'm saying? So it's, and and, yeah. and and being, you know, because you said it last time before. That's how I knew you were going. You mm-hmm. know, and you can't get canceled for that, bro. Yeah, like you
1: can't. Yeah, Top has had yeah. women that he were attracted. He was attracted to on his yeah. ads, or he women had he thought other white male demographic would be attracted to, but I'm not the white male demographic, so I wasn't attracted to the women that he was showing off in his ads. And then some of the cars, like, I'm I'm not really too, I'm not trying to take an online course so I can get a Lamborghini because, first off, at the time, I was a Sunday school teacher. I'm not in here trying to live for their flesh, you feel what I'm saying? And I just knew that From years and years of me reading Proverbs, I remember I was 11, 12 years old. My mom told me and my younger brother, she said, read a a chapter of Proverbs every day, but read every verse in every chapter three times and ask God for wisdom, understanding, discernment. And I picked that up and I started doing it because my mom told me to, right? And that's what gets me to the thing about church. My mom told me to read the Bible. She told me which told me which book to read. She said, there's 31 chapters of Proverbs so you have a chapter to read for every day of the month. And it'll make you wise. And the thing is, as an adult, I asked her why she told me that. She was like, my parents told me that. So if we get into why are the people in church so broke, in my opinion, because I had another person that's about to become a client at Salon. She was like, what is your definition of broke? I'm like, "Yo, those people making 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, $100,000 a year that's broke. Because in my opinion, if you have a job, one person might not like you. And they'd be like, you know, you don't have to come back. That's a real thing. My standard as from, from being a child is working in my mom's rental properties. Because her father, who was born in 1920, stopped going to school at eight years old. After, the, after World War II, him, him and his brother went to take a class on brick masonry to use a GI bill. And he learned how to build houses and he built so many houses that he had some of his own at a real estate company. And he gave houses to my mom and her siblings. So my thought process is like, you got to have rental properties paying you. Another thing about it, this is this, this is not even my story to tell. But the thing is, my mom came to Savannah in 1989 because she's playing an organ. She, she's been playing an organ, and playing a piano since she was 10 years old in her hometown. But she was um, 20 years old in 1989, and she played the organ at somebody's church. And they were like, yo, we like how you sound. Can you come back and play for us again? And we want to see if we can hire you. And and he was like, oh yeah, and since you, you in college, we want you to try to come to Savannah State instead of going to Atlanta. I just heard this part of the story the other day, a few days ago, because she was about to go to Atlanta like her older brother did to go to college because she already did two years of community college by that time. So she's going to go finish out and that's their previous organ player had died like two or three weeks before mm. they met my mom and they were like, yo, play for us again. We want to have somebody come by and listen to you. And if you if they think you're good, you got your job. And she got the job. She applied to become a student at Savannah State. And then later on, around that time, she met my older brother's dad and then you get married and have a child and stuff like that. But the show fucking goes on. Within three to f- three to four weeks after this man died, my mom got hired, mm-hmm. and that was uh, her first church um, here in Savannah. Then another church she went to. She's been there twenty seven years now. So, what I'm getting at is, it's just like they say, one monkey don't stop the show. They don't. And it's crazy because like they didn't even be like, you know, what, we're just going, we're gonna have our choir. Um, have some damn VHS set mm-hmm. up, and we're gonna just sing from the VHS. The they was like, "This nigga's dead. music
3: mm-hmm. gets the party jumping." They do There's no that's... radio. Yeah, that's... there's no cassette player and unless it's damn. Kirk Franklin GP God's property, and he got a band dog. But the only thing that's without a physical piano player mm-hmm. is the the church service, a funeral, the mm-hmm. church service. That that minister of music, the drone players, the piano players—that is what the the, the spirit. And because they, because spiritually, you can have all type of you know things go within your spirit. Because in 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 Hollywood or in media or in the celebrity life of these rappers mm-hmm. and singers, music is the way that they can become demonic.
1: And, and it's, it's, it's the energies that are able to communicate, help communicate mm-hmm. so well. Like if you have these words, whether they're good words or, po- or, 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 or negative words, and they have these underlying tones. I say underlying tones. I don't only mean the tone and the voice of the person, but I mean the keys, the, the tones, the keys, the drums, everything, all this band working together to put out these energy to, like we talked about earlier, get the atmosphere going in a way to get that offering, to get that tie. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And that's why I have to think about the church because and I don't wanna to jump too deep in there, but I have to. I mean, guess what? Y'all buying y'all, y'all being impacted by this, y'all are using your time. So one thing I learned in Savannah State in 2016, I took my American history class, right? And I learned so much in that. Another thing, we, me, next time me and Ken are on here, we got to talk to y'all about credit because that, that just brought back to my memory. I had an American Express card one time because, I mean, honestly, I was in church one day and I was like, let me check my credit. I looked on credit card, I had a 696. I'm like, you know what, let me go apply for this American Express. I applied for the American Express at church, got it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So in September, um, or maybe it was August, but I was in my American history class. And they say you gotta order your textbook online. So I'm sitting in the class, and I just pull out my American Express card and I just ordered the textbook. And every people like they like you know we gotta go by the bookstore see if they got it. I'm like I'm gonna swipe the shit. I mean I'm, I'm in class. I mean I got the cell phone. We got T-Mobile. All that. Yeah. So credit allows you to do that. But the thing is that helped me get this experience that I'm about to tell to you now. So definitely work on your credit. But. And, oh yeah, work your credit and get around mentors and get around good information that's going to change you for the better. But I had the textbook and I was in this class paying a hell of attention. I was sitting to the front, close as fuck to the professor's desk. White guy, right? Cool white guy. I think it means Mr. Bell or something. But it's a 2016, my American history class. And a part of what I kept seeing on the board and in the, in the textbook is seeing that the first thing I want to say is Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. That might sound foreign to everybody on here, but I need you to Google it. So it turns out in the West that, you know, you heard about the gold rush, heard about people just sat for this gold, digging for gold, all this other stuff, and whatever else was happening. But you also got it. You also probably heard about the Trail of Tears. But there's other things that happened in the 1800s that you don't know about. So it turns out the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 came from Men coming from China, they built 80% of the railroads. And then white men were saying these Chinese people are taking our jobs. And then the United States government came up with the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. So now when we talk about Mexicans coming arrested on our jobs, I'm like, yo, white men been pulling the same move for hundreds of years now. I don't like it. And then let's say, let's think about this: who gave these white men the papers or whatever the fuck, to come over here from Europe and to start killing everybody they found. Like, there, there should be some European Exclusion Act of of every day. <laughs> it really is. Every day, like, like, come on. I learned about the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. Then I also learned about how also in the 1800s that this was before slavery, but they said, we need something for slaves to calm them down. Mm. They came up with church. Oh, yeah. They came up with church. And then also they had a school system created to teach slaves children. And y'all weren't those first teachers of slave children? Nuns from Europe. So once y'all think about how the, Chi- like, like the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, how we have school, we still have white women Standing in front of a class of 18 black kids and they telling you that this little boy is moving too much. He probably got a mental disorder. He got ADD, ADHD. You got something else going on. You need to take this really That's because the shit has not changed since it started. I need you all to look this up. You don't have to just take my word for it because I can read whatever book I want to read. I can go whatever class I want to go to. But you did not have that experience. You're hearing something from me. So I want you. You don't have to believe it. What I'm saying, I'm not trying to cause doubt, but I mean, I want you to study it for yourself so you can read it. You can feel that emotional impact and you can start to create your own thoughts um, and and ideals and, and, and information from that. Because all information I heard this from a mentor. He said all information is to sell other information because I on the way here, I had a Lyft driver. And the lift driver is ex military. And I asked her if she was ex military because on her phone she had the time 1732. So it was 532. I'm like, okay, 1732, she's ex military. So I, asked her, I said, are oh, you yeah, ex military? She said, yeah. She said, what gave it away? I said, 1732. She's like, oh, yeah. So it's easy really to fly people out because of how they think and how they do things, right? So I'm mentioning what happened with school and church and how it was founded in the United States by white people to control black people. That's why today in the salon, when I asked, do y'all think people that make I me mean, that go to church to make more money? Everybody's not going to agree to that. Because they're like, oh, God's people don't have any money. I'm like, but why is God's people? Why is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and David, the God that created this world, the God that created all the laws of gravity and everything else that we are governed by, why do you think this God wants you to have poverty? That's not true. Mm-hmm. I tell people, and then another thing about it, once you say that, they going to start to say that you got some kind of prosperity gospel. My nigga, God is prosperity. God is love. God is abundance. So. One thing I like to show people, I said this to a few women the other day. And this is Jesus talking. This is Luke chapter 12, verse 32. It says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why the fuck do you think you gotta be broke? And broke just not, it's not just, oh, if you're not a millionaire. Nah, broke is you might be mentally fucked up. You might be thinking, oh, can't do this. Oh, can't do that. Can't have this, can't be this. No, you're in control. God gave you control. If we look in Genesis chapter one, it said, God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and give him dominion over the earth. Man was created to rule. Man was created to have whatever information you're giving by people that don't like you. You have to stop listening to that. You have to because you are in control. God gave you free will. I had a friend ask me, she was like, if you were to create a new society, would you want all the people to be Christians? I said, no. She said, well, you want them to be some of them be Buddhist. I said, I want them to be able to do whatever they want to do, because that's real love. God gave us choice. So now when I tell you that I go back to school and back to the church, when it comes to how it was created in 1800 by white men that want control over people, I'm probably sounding real, real, real whole tappy But one thing I learned earlier this year was that there was what's called a slave Bible. It's in a museum right now, but the slave Bible was, you know, a Bible, but multiple books and chapters and verses were taken out. And this, and they probably learned to do that after what Nat Turner did. Because Nat Turner probably had, he had the regular Bible with just 66 books. But even before then, the Bible um, had 88 books. But back in 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea, the Romans had to create this white Jesus. They had to edit the book. And they had to edit the Bible. They had to make people start going to church on Sunday and stuff like that. So things have been really changed up. And this is why I tell people it's ideas versus ideas. And it's all marketing that we're dealing with because I asked one of my aunties, I said, if I was to pay somebody I, and and her, her oldest daughter is in the military. But I said, if I was to pay somebody $30,000 to kill somebody, would it be wrong? And she said, yeah. I said, but what if, what about the government? She said, I, mean, I said, what about the U.S. military? She said, but that's the government. So that's different. I'm like, it's not different. That's dumb, auntie.
2: Yeah.
1: It's still a person. And then it's just, I asked that same question to, I told the, the woman in, in the um, lift, the lift driver, her name was Shae. I asked her that. And like, she was like, that's a loaded question. And she's like, there's really no right answer. I'm like, I mean, that, that don't really make sense to me. Because
3: that was her profession. That was her profession. She, she, was, she, she knows she, said she morally. She morally, mm-hmm. she knows it's wrong. Yeah. But, but she, it's she's her there. employment. Mm-hmm. And that's the choice that she made. Yeah, she's and, not here for that. Like and she said. That was mm-hmm. the oath that she took. Morally is wrong, mm-hmm. but she was getting paid for it. So yeah. I asked everybody this. Um, and all the time. Like mm-hmm. the Bible, if they strip away the characters in the story, mm-hmm. right? The storyline. And the Bible was written as the instruction manual that it is mm-hmm. without the story characters. But it was just how a, a instruction manual about how you open up something that you're about to put together. Mm-hmm. It's written in instruction manual. One, one bubble, two a. But it was okay. say, mm-hmm. but it was written that should not kill, that should not sell. Under that mother, that father, that they should mm-hmm. be longer. Uh, you know, under that neighbor. Um, mm-hmm. and it just gave you instructions mm-hmm. how to live. But yeah. you still, I asked people, would they still read it? And honestly, I don't really get the honest answer because they know the Bible is the Bible. But if you don't read instruction manuals now, would you really read an instruction manual or will we be trained to read the Bible as the instruction manual and would instruction manuals be written differently? Because when we look at instruction manuals, we look at that's just too much shit to read. Mm-hmm. But the storyline is that what pulls us in? Exactly. To read it. Yeah. Because of the characters and building the faith behind mm-hmm. seeing Abraham, seeing a Joel, seeing a Saul, seeing a Peter, hearing mm-hmm. Peter, and we hearing Jesus, we hear God talk. So mm-hmm. now it's like you're putting a story together, hearing it, but mm-hmm. it's the same message and the same instructions, but you're getting a storyline mm-hmm. in between it. But they're telling you the same thing of thou should not uh, have that faith. Mm-hmm. And that and and I don't think people understand that of uh, just dissecting the message. Exactly.
1: Because, you know, I'm glad you said it because the storyline, the character gives somebody something to attach themselves to. And then also something to judge. I remember this one article, it was like King Solomon, the man that had... 300 wives and 400 concubines, how is he able to tell anybody what a, a woman should be? Because I thought Proverbs 31. When I'm like, but if you read Proverbs 31, the first verse it talks about, I'm going to just say this on here because I'm glad you said that, because people will find something wrong with something if they don't agree with it. Or they are gonna mm-hmm. look for something wrong. But let's say this, Proverbs 31, I just want to get this clear. People, if you do not disassociate the message from the person, and one thing I've learned as a child is listening to my older brother, he said you can learn anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. You really can. So no matter what you think is wrong with this person, whatever thought process you think you don't like about them, whatever you know, they say that you wouldn't say or do that you wouldn't do, I told, I told my young brother, I said, I'm, I can learn from crackhead. Mm-hmm. I can learn because I'm open to learning. Whatever it is that you that you did, that you say I shouldn't do, I'm like, okay, why would you say I shouldn't do it? Or this or this or that. When it comes to credit, shit, you, you can probably learn a lot from somebody that fucked up the credit and got it back right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
3: That's
1: what you were saying know about how the military Exactly.
3: No, the crackhead is not less of a human yeah, because yeah. of the habit yeah.
2: that
3: you are. So when she mm-hmm. says that that's a loaded question. You know, mm-hmm. how is the government any different than me as a civilian? Because, because the government's a person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is it's their people? Person. They're people. But exactly. you're giving them a title and an oath to live by. It's the marketing. Exactly. It's the marketing. It's really different. no marketing.
1: difference. Marketing is so important. It's so real. And it gets misused a lot of the time. So... Now, back to the thing about the young woman that was saying that, who was King Solomon to talk about what a woman should be in, in regards to Proverbs 31. The first verse of Proverbs 31, it says, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. This stuff about a woman is coming from another woman. She's an older woman. So that's why, especially in a the church, they, tell him, they have older women telling younger women how they should dress, how they should act, and things like that. So when... This woman says, it says, what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows, give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O It is not for kings to drink wine, nor princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Guess what? Have you seen that newest um, Kevin Hart show on Netflix? Which one? That new
3: one. It says. I so it's name. not the one where he was in his house. He came and went after that? Oh, Who? Fresh out of COVID when he was speaking about his kids and stuff. But everybody came down to the to the basement part. No, it's called True Story. That's the one. True Story is the drama series. Okay, no. Oh, okay. y'all know uh-huh. about speaking about being a dad and shit like that. Yeah, it I, I, wasn't that I, 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 one. I, 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 so
1: this the new Kevin Hart series with him and Wesley Snipes. Didn't see that. one. Everybody that's on here probably done not see that because I watched some of because this this woman. Um, I know if she asked me you to watch it I, with her. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, you don't get into it. And I mean, I don't really get into it either. I gotta stop on that movie stuff sometimes. But in true story, the first episode, this comedian, they call him Kid, he's a movie star. He comes back to his hometown to do stand-up shows, you know, do a little tour. But he comes around his older brother and his older brother gets him to drink alcohol, he, and he was telling his brother like, "Nah, bro, you know I I've been off this stuff for some months. You know I got real bad in the past. I don't want to do this." So the brother was like, "Yo, come on, do it, come on, do it." And his homies were there from the past. They're like, "Yo, let's drink with us." And dude got drunk. He chilled with his woman, and they went back to the hotel room. Whatever happened, whatever happened. Kid played by Kevin Hart. His older brother wakes him up, tells him, "Hey, yo, she's dead." She's mm-hmm. dead. We gotta figure out how to do this. His older brother calls this dude Ari. Ari comes here talking about he he about to break the bones and put this woman down a little shoot and all this other stuff. Crazy shit. It's disgusting. And Ari's like, yo, you gotta pay me five hundred thousand dollars a month for me to not tell TMZ. He said five hundred thousand dollars a month for twelve months. That's
3: six million dollars altogether. For him to blow that shit, not even invest in it.
1: Exactly. So the thing is they was like, they would not come up with a plan and um Ari was Kevin. I mean, Keel was going to, have to set it up with his accountant to send the money through through the doggone restaurant that him and his brother already set up. And he's, he's like, you know, Ari was like, you know, a lot of uh, celebrities and athletes blow money through through restaurants. I mean, restaurants are hard business to have, really. But um, mm-hmm. so he had all this plan together. He ends up killing Ari himself. but like, he really kills Ari. He strangles him with the USB cord to charge the phone. So that's a that that murder actually did happen, in wow. in the story, but turns out later, his brother had Ari a part of a plan to just get five get six six hundred thousand dollars to pay off Ari's brother because Kid's brother had taken out a loan from these loan sharks. So he was just like, you know, I'm gonna set this whole situation up with this woman and just die. And turns out she didn't even fucking die. It's actually Kid's. Played by Kevin Hart, his older brother's girlfriend, Sophie or whatever her name was. And because because dude was like, oh, you know, I want to make a quick hundred something thousand dollars for my brother. I'll pay you. Just come here, get with him and then act like you're dead. So shit went totally crazy. And the end of the thing, he ends up killing. he, He killed Ari already. He kills Ari's two brothers and he kills his own brother. Because he allowed himself to get fucking drunk, to have this woman in his bed dead and all this other shit. And the next day he kills another person. Fucking dumbass. Like, this is the morning after. The morning after this woman wakes up dead in his bed, he kills the person that supposedly came to take the body away. And then less than, I think less than a week later, he kills the Ari's brothers and he kills his own brother. Do oh, not drink alcohol. alcohol Do not drink alcohol Get Do drunk. not be impaired Do not have sex With random fucking women That's what I'm saying Like proverb, Proverbs 31 King Solomon Thought that would be good To put In the book He King Lemuel King Lemuel's a fucking king His mama giving him this wisdom My mama told me a while back She was like "Last month, She was like Hey you know Stop you know um, Spending the night With these different women Cause you know So and so Gonna have a feeling about that And she's not gonna like it And you know, stuff like that. I'm like, there's my view, right?" So, guess what? They, they not like one of them totally cut off. Like, like this back to it. Just there's people gonna have a different thought process on something because of the character, because of the story that they can attach to. So now, when I go back to say that school and church was created in this country for use of the devil to control people, people were like, "Oh, not church." Churches of God and this and this and that, but I'm saying when I tell you this, if even to this day, the the church in the United States is a 501 3C tax exempt business entity that is being taught what told like given a curriculum and told what to say, what not to say. And I ask that if people that go to church shouldn't they make more money than usual, people that go to church would be having more money than usual—better, better, better cars, better sex, better. Everybody go to church would be fucking having a business, doing business with other members. I mean, because think like about this: everybody that got eyes at St. Paul CME need to go to Doctor J. A. Parker, um, at her eye doctor place. Come on, it just makes sense. And then that brings me back to everybody that
3: graduates at Savannah State. There's 400 graduates in one room. We need to be building a business together. But yet, the alumni will come back and get money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, What are we doing for our lives? All we're doing is graduating to go work for somebody.
1: And the thing is, it gets me back to um, it's going to sound funny, but every time I have an Uber or a Lyft driver that is ex-military, I'm thinking to myself, I want to get control of this person now. And it's not, I I said it earlier, I'm not really into the whole having employees thing, but guess what? People in the military or ex military know that they're used to having somebody on top of them. Mm -hmm. They're used to that every fucking second of the day. I I had a a white man tell me, he was my lip driver, he had a white minivan, but he told me that they gave him a class, like a week week long class of how to be a civilian. Yeah. And he said, after that, it's nothing else You're out He said, he went from high, he knowing what he's going to be doing Every second of the day for four years To nothing I said, so was it And this, I already had this in my mind But you, you got to bounce it off other people I said, so did you go from teamwork Made a dream work Then it just went to every man for himself. He said, yeah And the woman said tonight, she said, yeah too Because that's how it is the thing is, in the military, people talk to work together. Earlier today, I watched some special ops, um, close quarter combats training, how they walk into properties, I mean, how they walk into places, how they scan rooms. They are on one accord. There's training on how to clear a room. There's also training on how to build businesses. When I, I asked Shay, I said, I said, you know what? Because I was telling her, I, like, I really want to hire ex-military people. To give them something else to be obsessed with. Because that military show, that's a 24-7 type of thing. They're being taught, they're being indoctrinated. So think about this: if you go to church every week, 52 times a year, and sometimes on Tuesdays, and you've been doing this for years, there's something about this should be picking, you should be picking up and changing your life. And I don't just mean gossiping with other people in the church. I don't mean being judgmental. I mean when King Solomon who wrote Proverbs and who wrote Ecclesiastes and even King David who wrote the book of Psalms. If you listen to what some of these guys are talking about, having prosperity, being wise and, and doing things, it talks about, in Proverbs talking about the slack hand will be, will be poor. And if you love sleep, poverty will come upon you like a thief. But the thing is, all these people, most people that you know, they all got jobs, right? Everybody got a fucking job Everybody's paying for their car Paying for their house They paying rent Or they paying mortgage They paying for their food Everybody you know Is most likely Maintaining in some type of way And a lot of them Go to church Especially women But the thing is why are y'all not reading a part of the book or why are y'all not having accountability groups within the church that cause you to act and do things at a higher level that are more in line with what God's word is? Why are y'all not experiencing the abundance that God preaches and, and gives? Like in the book of Matthew and Mark, Jesus says, my father's house has many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't tell you. Bro, you know how many fucking, how fucking rich you got to be for your house to have a mansion in it? A mansion on our own earth. They say a mansion is 10,000 square feet or more. This house that we are out of, imagine 10 of these motherfuckers in a house and there's another one right next to it. This God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob that I believe in is about abundance. They say Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. But this God that I believe in does not want anybody to experience lack in any term. Any way to work? you don't want you thinking that you can't create something because if you read, um, I, I, the thing is, I'd be so close to them studying more Scientology. But the thing is, Scientology—they're like, we do have. Let's think about the book of the Bible, Christ. Yeah, I should, I've been heard, I've been hearing the Kabbalion. I've heard things from forty i apart learn different things. I've studied different religions since I was 11, 12 years old, and I have consistently chosen God because all this stuff is wrapped up in the book of the Bible. There's certain ways that you have to act, certain ways that you have to think based on what the Bible
3: says to get certain results. Just imagine, mm-hmm. just imagine, right, kids can't go to church unless the parents them. Mm-hmm. So, we went Sunday Mm-hmm. But we went Sunday school, Sunday service. Then adults, regular adults that attend, mm-hmm. go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. go Bible study on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, they had church on Wednesday.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: right? Then as time went on even further, people started having an accessory prayer on Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: right? So now you move up to being a minister. -hmm. Right, or chairman on the Deacon Board, or anything that has uh auxiliary in the church, right? So mostly pastors. Just imagine how many churches that you are affiliated with in your city
2: Mm -hmm. of
3: pastors that know your pastor. You're invited to uh revivals, Mm -hmm. pastor anniversaries. Mm -hmm. So each pastor anniversary or the the year anniversary of church anniversary, you have revival. So you have church every day except for Saturday up to Sunday. Right? Mm-hmm. So now every pastor has a day that they go to church during the week. And they teach somebody something. So mm-hmm. then, now that means, just imagine, you get invited to this church on Monday. So right, they have their church anniversary. But then there are 20, 40, 50, 60, other churches in in Savannah, Georgia too, that you know, you get invited to. So that means you're going to church every single day of the week. And then right? you got Seventh Day Adventist church too. You get Saturday. so that means you're getting you're getting that indoctrinated every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And especially it depends on which. Then the um, older generation, mm-hmm. because now we're getting because when we were younger, when I was younger, the pastors had to be old. Mm-hmm. They weren't 30 years old. Nobody was getting ordained in their late 20s, early 30s unless somebody had this change of event in their life where, uh, you know, death, near-death, went to jail. Then now they're like, oh, I want to change my life type situations. But other than that, the old people. So then mm-hmm. what were they taught? Like you said, well, your mama so that. that's what she was taught. But then now she gets to the people before her, the generation before her. And they first had slavery. Bruh. First, my, mom, my mom's grandparents were slaves. Except scrub but it's like it was slaves. Seriously. Bro, slaves. so just imagine that type of teaching. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what you were talking about, then mm-hmm. of getting them to do what they want them to do. Is that still working every day. It's still working.
1: It's still like because like, like the thing, thing is school and church is to create obedient slaves, and it's especially. More modified when it gets to the military because out here, you, you work in a job, you paying for your house and your car note, you sending your kids to school, make sure they get ready for it. what they call it the real world after, like, cause the real world is basically people lying to you and you paying bills. That's the fucking real world. Like, yeah. And somebody trying to kill you or trying to have sex with you. That's really the real world. Once you, once you break it down like that, now you gotta start thinking, how do you avoid some of these situations? How? And I say it's so easy to get in trouble because you got to look at what you are dealing with, and people might think it's just about white men, but it's about white white women as well. Because, bro, I was I was like I told you this Saturday. I was um, I taught a class, so before that class, I wanted to go pick up my um, student slash um, family member, like a family friend. I went to go pick up her some food from this restaurant. And I'm coming into the parking lot. There was this woman like pointing and I rolled on the window and I said, hey, I'm not an Uber driver. <laughs> and um, I thought she was trying to get in the car or something like that. She was like, you just hit my car. I was like, no, I didn't. You're looking for, you're looking for a different car. This is the wrong car. She's like, oh, no, this is the right car. So I'm like, I'm telling myself, well, let me get the fuck up out of here. Let me do this real fast. I know how white women are. And this is a Karen situation, really a Karen type of situation. So I go in the spot. I'm mean, not I going to restaurant. I get the food. And I come back, and I, I'm I'm rolling through the um through the park. And I'm thinking, I hope I see this woman because I gotta tell her to delete that stuff on her phone because I knew she took pictures of the car that I was in after I parked. So I go up to her, and I got I got it on video too. So I don't want every, anybody to think I'm I'm. Just making this up for the for the sake of a podcast. I mean, I don't even have time for dumb shit like that. But I walk in and I tell this woman because I saw her. I saw her. I parked right in front of the in front of the store. I walked in. I'm like, hey, because I mean, because this is. I'm saying it's so easy to get into something. My name is Edward Fox. Um, you approached me outside about hitting the car. Yeah. That wasn't me. I want you to know right now that that wasn't me. Okay. So every voter. Every video of
3: photo right. you got of that that I'm in. Please delete it. Okay. Well, like, you me tell
2: you, I'm not to the vehicle. I was sitting in the vehicle. Yeah, because, I mean, I just got over here from out of my, my neighborhood. I just spoke to my, young, my older brother on the way here. Like, as soon
1: as I came in, she was like, I thought she thought I was an Uber driver. That's why I wrote up and wanted to say, hey, I'm not a Uber driver. But she said, you just hit my car. So, I and, did you I didn't. I'm in a okay, Toyota
2: car. Here we go. I got this. That's a monster. That's a different car. I'm in a Toyota that's true. Yeah, right. like, okay. I need uh, like you to understand right. that with something right. like that, you sure, could have right. easily called it and they it at okay. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm right. saying. Like, so, I need but she needs to delete yeah. those. Okay, is this your mm-hmm. car? That's the car that I'm in. That's not even my car. Yeah. I just okay. got over Is that what I'm saying? Let me, like, let me tell like, you yeah. me something, okay? I saying, I'm let listening. You know what I'm so saying? I'm talking just, to her. I came in to her. You're here as well. Sir, I said I came in to talk to her. I don't... I not not I'm I mean, you don't want her. I'm talking to her either so I can talk so let me tell you, I looked at your car. You didn't returned my car. I'm saying, So what I'm telling her is, I need her to delete that. You don't have to. Yo, you don't need that. That's what I'm saying. But yes, sir. Two totally
1: different vehicles. I'm just thinking, this is an easy way for the police to get called, and now they say I already got an open case. I ain't got time for that shit. So I have to approach it, and maybe somebody would else would handle it differently. But I needed them to delete every bit of everything on that phone that had anything to do with me in that car, because I'm standing there thinking, I'm like, yo, this is this could have been an Emmett Till situation. Somebody they could have called somebody and be like, yo, this dude did this and this and this and that. Like I just got in that parking lot. Let's say less than five minutes before I took that video. So within 10 minutes, I pulled up trying to go to this restaurant, pick up some food, cause she had already made the order. I was going to use my car to pay. She was going to send me the money. I was going to come to teach the class. I'm like, damn, this, this woman, this fucking Karen, I don't know her real name, but she was acting like a fucking Karen. Like, you just hit my girl. So it's just like, people have to understand that there are certain things built up to try to take this out. Mm-hmm. In school and the church is a big part of how I was working because the thing is, it's like innocuous. I did look up that word, make sure so I'm using it right, but it's the things that you don't expect that's what fuck you up the most.
3: Okay. You better than me because as soon as that bitch would have said some shit like that, I fuck that food, fuck that mm-hmm. food. She wouldn't even have time to take no pictures because now I, I my my radar is already sensing that you on some fuck shit. You mm-hmm. know. I'm out of here, like, right. and she sounds old to where as I'm driving up out of there, she's not quick enough to take those pictures as I'm rolling off. She knew Well, she me. was kind of behind me though, so I knew she had her camera. She, she was she, looking as I drove She really kind of had the luxury of when you
2: parked mm-hmm. to Definitely. get everything That's what she needed. As me of- just <laughs> getting
3: the fuck up out of there, never stopping. To once she told me that was some bullshit, like. I didn't hit your car, and as the as the conversation went on for about eight to ten more seconds, that she is adamant that I did not, I did that. I'm out of there. Like, hey, sweetheart, listen, that or that food, that food shit, that's dead. Um, yeah, send me the Quiznos. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like Subway, that's where we at. People like, like Quiznos still. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the closest shit, we get subs. Whatever, <laughs> sell some subs. Uh-huh. That's quick for your class. Yeah. Some shit, some subs That's where we at But, you know, that's the quickest way Like you said, man That
1: Probably yeah, could have been happened. ugly, man Yeah,
3: the, the police could have came That's me and fucking Sam And now You're an educated black man So you're sitting up there Talking to them You're not belligerent, first of all But you're talking to them in a the manner that You're not uneducated you know what I'm saying? And you can trip them up on the words because you're sitting there and calmly talking to them and telling them, no, I didn't. But they want you to get aggressive. They want to keep blaming you. So you can get mad and be like, no, I didn't. I'm fucking telling So now they body slam you. You
2: know what I'm saying? Not even that's, that's how that's how
1: they be, that's that's how they want it to happen because the thing is, they 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 have the school thing, right? I heard something. In fourth grade, they said, like a teacher told me they said they built prisons based on how many black boys failed the third grade reading part of CRCT. And I was hurt by that. Mm -hmm. Because I have friends that may have not passed the test.
3: But I'm like, yo, why do they have to go to jail? When I was in third grade, it was ITBS as you came under me, it became CICT, mm-hmm. when I was in third years at TBS.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, they all, they keep bringing up the, 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 the and then CICT, um, it became even more serious because then later on, coming up into 2012, it mm-hmm. um, went from 2010, 2009, 10, anywhere, I think it started 10 and 11, 2010, 2011, now you couldn't even graduate middle school if mm-hmm. you failed a part of it you had to mm-hmm. retain. Yeah. You could have passed all your classes. Mm-hmm. And now in middle school, you don't have a subject to where you pass, you fail, you just retain that subject because that's middle school. You failed that subject, you have to retake the whole grade. Mm-hmm. High school, you just fail that subject, you just take that subject over. So when you fail that part of the test mm-hmm. in middle school, but right, you have to go back. And scratch all the grade that you made in those classes and retake that whole class for oh, a wow. full calendar school year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you know what that can do to a psyche, to a kid?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: A black kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's ridiculous for you bringing up that question about church, man. Um, I, 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 I I love it that you brought that up, man, because, again, religion is a big thing that... And I I say religion and not church because it's the religion part.
2: Yeah, the church is um, the people.
3: The church is the people. And the religion is, oh, this person
1: sins differently yes. from us. Um, we should hurt their feeling.
3: And the fear of doing right, doing wrong, going to hell is what becomes the judgmental part of the, pe- the church goers. You know,
1: one thing... My mom, like, I remember one day I was with my mom, and it's going to sound real funny to some people, and it's going to sound mean. I meant this shit with my whole heart. We walk in this place called Old Time Country Buffet. We we were in Savannah. I was like, Mama, there's too many obese people in here. I don't want to eat here. She was like, you being judgmental. That's not right. I'm like, Mama, the food that they're eating here is why they're obese. I don't want to eat here. So when I start thinking about if I'm in church, I'm around broke people that are unhealthy mentally and emotionally and physically and financially. Even though it's a church, the church is a hospital. Those people coming here to try to get better. But the thing is, if you've been at the same church for twenty years and I've been here fucking with you, and I'm twenty four, I'm twenty three, I'm twenty two, I know you. You watch me go. Why are you still in the same place? Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's I'm, I'm learning, growing, seeing, looking at you, and of course I'm gonna have a different standpoint on it than you will, but. I mean, that person will, but I'm saying like, if I've watched all y'all be here while I grow up, why are y'all still having the same fucking car? I know a woman still got this 1994 white Toyota Camry and she works. Her desk is the closest desk to the pastor's office. She is the secretary. She's the secretary. I remember one day she pissed me off so bad. She told me, because me and, my, um, me and my, my brothers used to be there all the time. So my younger brother, like our older brother played the um, drums. My mom played the, the organ. And me and my younger brother, we'd be in the back. We might be watching TV or we'd be making some kind of noise or something, just being kids. She was like, the church is a place of business. For her to have said that, and that might be 10 something years ago. But ma'am your money's not where it needs to be. Uh-huh. And the only person making nearly as much money in that church is my dad or somebody else that owns a funeral home. Uh-huh. Why is it the pastor and the niggas that's running the funeral homes that's making the most money in the church? Oh, yeah, then Miss J.A. Parker, I got her and her husband at the i um, uh-huh. place. Yeah. And then the the, um, the other business people there. But I'm saying there's thousands of citizens, thousands of um, members Everybody in that
3: church. Everybody needs to be doing They should be going yes. to get eyes out. And right. then
1: anybody there that's physically healthy needs to be teaching the class to
2: other people. And people need to be paying
1: for that. Uh-huh. Like everybody churches, like I say, people that go to church need to be more spiritually sound. We need to be giving to more people as much. We need to be showing fucking love out the ass. It might sound weird, but I'm saying, King, no, if you really go to church in the church in the way I believe it's supposed to be, because of how it is now, it's definitely working. The people fat, the people broke, and they they hopeless sometimes. And so that's working for the white man. That's working for the government, that's that's working for the slaves. But in the church the way I believe it should be, the church should be keeping people tip-top, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual shape. We need to be being held accountable because in Galatians chapter six, verse two, it says, and it says, bear you one of the burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I understand that there's a Ten Commandments. I understand that Jesus came and changed things for us. The Bible also says, Apostle Paul, let like let not liberty be used for occasion of the flesh. Like, if we have so many options now that I, I got I got fast internet, I got the 5G with T-Mobile, I can hop on here and be like, all right, porn, x whatever. I can find porn just as fast as I can find a Bible verse. I can find porn or find something positive just as fast as I can find something negative. So the thing is, if I'm in a group of, let's say for years, if I'm in a group, a church full of 400, 500-something people, and we all working to be better, why are we not teaming up being more accountable for that? Because the thing is, at the church, let's say we all go to Barnes. Barnes is not selling food that's going to help you be more healthy. And then guess what, there's fucking scientific proof showing like certain cooking oils raise chances of a person getting diabetes or cancer. Why so many people in the church got me fucking diabetes and cancer? Why is everybody getting fat? Why are people not making enough money? Because if we're around each other, like I'm saying the thing is, In the book *Think and Grow Rich* by Napoleon Hill, talks about one of the success principles, which is the mastermind principle. If you're in church, y'all are using a mastermind principle. Also, it's in the book they talk about spiritual orgies, which is a revival. If everybody in there using certain laws of human nature to stimulate people to, like I'm saying, like you said earlier. The band. Like that's what I'm saying. After three weeks after the man died, my mom basically got hired to replace him as an organist. And then at the next church, they had a they had a um they had a um minister of music and he ended up doing some weird shit. He got fired. He went to another church and another person got um, I think my mom went and got that position. So it's just like, and it's not that she was trying to be like a death eater or something like that, but just like People, would be like, "Yo, Stephanie, we see you over at so and so church. We want you to come play for us." I will pay more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's, people like if they hear something good about you, they gonna scout you out. So my mom got scouted out on multiple occasions to come play for these churches. Some people went in in Florida were trying to scout her out to play for I said, "Mom, why don't you take it? They're gonna be paying you one." But I feel like people using all these different principles of controlling other people. But it's controlling them to get them to do the wrong shit, to get the wrong results. Because if we got all these well, people, we need to be going on fucking not just a diet or a 21 day Daniel fast. We need to be saying, Hey, y'all, I'm the pastor. Like my, my old pastor, he has a degree in biology. He was a pharma. He he worked, he, he worked in pharmaceutical sales. Dude sold legal drugs. He was a drug dealer. Different than the regular black guy that was out in the streets selling dope. And selling dope. And then got his life and gave him God and just, and started preaching church. The nigga was selling weed. Like, like, that's not even killing nobody. The dude, that's my, my past pastor. He was selling shit that's probably killing people. They probably going to have a recall on some on them TVs. Like, hey, if you, if you took in 2014 to, to 1993,
2: you are entitled you, to a lawsuit. You weren't
1: like, That's what I'm saying. Like, even with Johnson and Johnson, like, your talcum powder kill people. Like, one of the people that got killed from this shit, my grandmother, my mom's mom. So when she got the Johnson Johnson vaccine, I'm like, you remember what happened to your grandma? And she was like, yeah, you right, you right. But the thing is, people think fear and, and do things in the wrong way. Like you said, fear. Fear, fear. like slavery. And, and and fear in, and the lack of knowledge. And the lack of knowledge. And that's the next verse I got up right here, right? So it's Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. <laughs> King James version says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, and thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children." Right. If this is in God's word, and we have these pastors that are so fucking good at being pastors and making all this fucking money from this five hundred one c three non taxable church, this business government entity. We need to be asking more because everybody, you know, and going to church, everybody, you know, has lived and died probably in the same place that they've been from becoming 25 years old, or 23 years old, got into their job, got into a career, ended up getting married, had three kids, and they've been in the same spot financially, just been getting by. That is not of God. Being overweight is not of God. And I'm not just talking about gluttony. I'm saying if you're going to do something wrong that is going to get you into death, like even in Proverbs talk about whatever out of the mouth of fools. Like if you, if you follow a fool to his folly, you will soon die. There's so many different sayings from Proverbs that lets you know, do not do shit that will get you to be broke. Do not do shit that will get you to die. They said it is better to for, um find a bear that is robbed of her whelps than a fool in his folly. You know they they got a little joke on the internet. They say if somebody say all all we got to do is boom, y'all about to go to jail. That's a fool. And then also say if they if they say you know um this is also from Proverbs says if they say some people say we going we're gonna rob somebody we're gonna do something illegal and put all our money together you're a fool and you're about to get killed. How many situations have we heard of being in the streets knowing that somebody did something? With, they did a move with the wrong person and they got shot. Or it's a gambling situation. Guess what? If you read Proverbs enough, you will be able to see certain things that you know about to go wrong. And this is not to be funny, but I was at this girl house one time. This is some years ago. We was in the car chilling, talking about stuff we shouldn't have been talking about. Mm-hmm. And I just kept looking in the rearview mirror and I was thinking, bro, I should have had my gun with me. I need to have my gun. I should have my gun. I'm like, yo, boy, somebody about to pop out of somewhere and try to do something. But I kept hearing Proverbs chapter four, five, and six playing in my head. I said, "It says for the whore's house is the way to hell." Like for real, real shit. It's not even funny because I was so scared. The whorehouse. The whore's house is the way to hell. The whore. Like for real, and. It's just some crazy and some one of the things she said as I like kinda I like kinda blew. i like, damn, she see her child as a, a obligation and not a child? It sounds weird.
3: But you know, it's just um I'm it uh, is 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 one of them things where mm-hmm. again I ask, are we really do we know, but are we willing to accept, mm-hmm. understand? follow
2: suit. Make
1: that change. And make that change. That's what I'm saying. Last episode, we got to change our influences. Because like I said this time, like if we are in a church where they're using a mastermind principle, where we're having a spiritual orgy, they're using these different tactics to raise us up in our energy into, I'm not trying to say church is trying to be negative, but it is meant for that. Because from the beginning, how it starts like yo, it was about Keeping slaves Just chill on the weekends uh, That's not That's a part of history Shit It's 2021 that's, That part has not changed Because if churches were to do What is right for the people The members and the citizens Around the country Churches would not be getting funded Like they are like I guess think about this Let's say everybody that goes to church Let's say 2022 Let's say all the churches Get on a new curriculum Let's say everybody that goes here Let's say Yeah we all going to do our best to get better physically. We're going to change our diet. There's certain food that we know cause cancer. We're just not going to eat it. We're not going to go to restaurants as a group to eat these foods. We're not going to have these foods at our cookouts. We're not going to have these foods and shoot. And when it comes to our parties, we're not going to listen to certain music or when it comes to certain conversations. If we find you being judgmental to another person, we're going to have you come here into the office, I need you oh, all, yeah. we're going to do a mediation And we're going to read you this one verse Where it says, let the person Without sin throw the first stone We're going to read that to every person That is being judgmental to any other member Because we need gay people Back in the fucking church We need anybody doing any type of sin Back in the church because the thing is Church is supposed to be about love we can't like Chris is not supposed to be treating like gay people or weird people. No, whatever. How the fuck somebody sin differently? You're not supposed to be treating them mean. You feel what I'm saying? Because my God did not say that. But somebody used the word like Your God said so and so is an abomination. You know what else is an abomination? Your judgment. Eating fucking shrimp. Yeah. Wearing clothes that got two different fabrics. You no, know, my nigga, I got on polyester right now, or not. Nah, this might be. I mean, I think the 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 band on my underwear is polyester, something like that. The rest of it's cotton. But the thing is. Everybody doing something right now at this moment that the Bible says to not do. We should not be casting judgment on anybody. Jesus said, judge not lest ye be judged. And the thing is, I get to say this stuff because I've been reading that Bible enough to know that I have room to improve. We all have room to improve. We should not be trying to cast nobody down. I mean, some people do stuff. You're like, you know, I can't be around this. Because the Bible does say, be not deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. But I'm saying, it's like there's a lot that we need to do to be better, and it, I I want to say it start with the church, but it don't start with the church. It starts with the person that's going to the church, because you have to think about who are your influences, what are your influences saying, and what thoughts are you getting from those influences? What beliefs are you creating from those thoughts that you have, and what actions are you creating from the beliefs that you have? And what habits are you creating from your actions, and what habits are creating your life? What I'm saying, because everybody in the church, everybody everywhere, everybody's in school. Like I know they got a a, a a curriculum about your physical, you know, stuff in in school. Like you got a gym,
3: but I mean that's not enough. But it, you know they're not really following suit with that anymore either. They're not having a physical education anymore. Um, they're not being active enough, and that's they're not doing that. Um, things, things falling by the wayside. It's, it's falling by the wayside because. Mm-hmm. They want them to think a lot more. And, um, with that thinking, as much as you pour into their minds that negative shit mm-hmm. and that control, making them think now they're battling against their, their own inner being of mm-hmm. what's right, what's wrong, what's what they're just in their minds and not feeling and reacting anymore. Um, but you, you brought up a real heavy topic that. I've been really speaking on a lot and I'm just glad somebody else that has come along that didn't even listen to the platform before you mm-hmm. came and you're just out reiterating everything that I said, you know, in the previous episodes, 11 episodes before. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm glad that somebody has finally came and said the same thing. Yeah, okay. We got to be better. We got to. And I'm glad we finally got to be able to dig into Mr. Edward Fox mm-hmm. one-on-one by himself. Finally, you know, That's guys, cool. I'm sorry that it took a while for me to get him to come on by himself. And mm-hmm. here you guys, uh, you know, we, we kind of were you got Ken, Kenner by himself. And, you know, we kind of just threw Mr. Fox in there, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on teamwork to where he just came into the game. With, with a teammate, you know, and not mm-hmm. coming in warming itself up by himself. But I'm glad that you came and, you know, like he said, you know, we definitely got some things down the pipeline on, you know, getting your credit together mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We're we definitely the, the informative parts are very, very, very important, um, for you guys. But also the dialogue is even, you know, is even better. That we just can get in, inside each other's minds and have conversations that a lot of people are afraid to have, and the mm-hmm. platform is created for that. And I'm glad that we got down to that today, man. And again, we we were an hour in before we even started talking on on air. You know, that's just getting our minds together and 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 getting things together to the people. So this this is another week. That we, we got things together for you guys. And, you know, Mr. Fox once again didn't disappoint. And we, we, we will be back next week, um, for another one. Stay tuned. Guys, make sure, um, tell everybody to, to tap in. Tap in. We're getting more and more people reaching out. Mentor program. People are now finally reaching out to come on the platform now. You know, it, it started off small, man, and it's smart. It started off very, very slow, but like you said, slow and steady in the race. That's what the Bible mm-hmm. said. And um, the platform has grown, and I'm just very, very thankful for the 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 listeners that have been here from day one. And I'm just so grateful. I, I fell into the graces of you and Kenneth and you guys have come on to give me an extra boost because it was getting kind of heavy i felt it by myself and a lot of other people were helping out coming through from time to time but this one day a week thing um has really really taken uh, a big heavy load off of my shoulders man mm-hmm. and and not only that it's people that's just just as insightful as i am and is is thankful uh, I'm thankful for that. Um, do you have anything else you want to give to people before we close out um, that you want to leave them with?
1: Oh, again, y'all, just like, I want you to know that you are in control of your life. You have the power to create. And it looks like based on Genesis chapter 1, what God did is he spoke things into existence. So a part of creation is speaking, um, doing what it takes to create that and to keep doing so I mean it comes from your mind first and you have to know that you have the ability to create. So again, before you create anything, you have to look at who's your influences, what are your influences telling you and teaching you to do? What um thoughts and ideas are you having coming from those influences? Now, what are those thoughts turning into? Are these thoughts that you're having, are they turning into beliefs? Are your beliefs turning into actions? And then what what actions are you? Doing that are turning to habits And what habits do you have That have created your life So again You want to start From your influences Tailor your influences To create the life That you Want to create for yourself Get around good people You can read That Think and Grow Rich book You can study the Bible more And learn more About the laws That Govern this life I'm talking about the 12 uh, The 12 universal laws You can look at the Eight hermetic principles You can look at the Kabbalion if you like You can look at the you know, what Top Thoth has has written and things, you know, from Egypt. So it's like, I want you to study, to show yourself approved, study God's word, study how this world works, and avoid all the BS. Just make your life what you want it to be. Get around people that's working on making their life better as well. And you know, cut out what doesn't work for you. But I'm here for you. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for putting your time into this. you looking to grow. you And you've had something to just slap you in the face. You've probably been thinking this too. You're like, why are there so many unhealthy, um, broken, judgmental people at church? And guess what I want you to know? You change the church by changing yourself. Because the church, which is the spirit of God, rests within you. It's not just the four walls. It's not just your favorite church that you go to in your hometown. But the church... Is in you and you make church better by making yourself better, just like you make the world better by making yourself better. You change you first. You look at the man in the mirror. Thank you for your time.
3: Have a blessed rest of your day. And you know, fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, man. And hey, it's JP and Mr. Elwood Fox. And we in the rabbit hole on the FWM
0: podcast. Fight with me. you could go from being Joe Blow to everybody on your dick, no homo. I bought my whole family whips, no photos. Next time I'm in church, please no photos. Police escorts, everybody passports. This the life that everybody asks for. This a fast life. We are on a crash course. What you think I rap for? To push a fucking rap for? But I know that if I stay team all these girls only gonna want one thing. I could spend my whole life goodwill hunting. Only good gon' come is it's good when I'm coming. She got an ass that'll swallow up a D-string. And up top, um, two beastings. And I'm beasting off the sling, And my nigga just made it out the precinct. We give a damn about the drama that you do bring. I'm just trying to change the color on your mood ring. Reebok, baby, you need to try some new things. Have you ever had shoes without shoestrings? What's that, yay? Baby, these heels, is that a made what? What? Baby, these wheels. You tripping when you ain't sipping? Have a refill. You're feeling like you're running, huh? Now you know how we feel. What's up? Hey.